At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot button internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning. This is Bennett Kelly. We're broadcasting live from the Internet Law Center, beaming through our station, Webmaster Radio in Florida. And um, we're here in the heart of Silicon Beach in downtown Santa Monica. But we're reaching out to our guest today, who is um, Sean Lingas, who is a, a Pentagon reporter for FCW. And he's going to walk us through um, the, the current um, temperature and what's going on and cybersecurity with a view from the Beltway because there's a lot going on there and um, I'm struck by a, I recall a meeting once with a congresswoman who was on the Homeland Security Committee and I remember her saying that when she goes to these hearings she has to decide whether she wants to be able to go to sleep at night because some of the stuff that she hears is so scary um, so um, we want to bring on Sean are you with us? I am. Thanks for having me. And Sean, um, Sean's background is quite impressive. Actually. He he's, um, has a uh, MA from Tufts School of Law and Diplomacy. Um, he's worked in um, as a reporter for a number of years, working with um, publications, um, as well as he's one of uh, one of the young members of the National Press Club. He's covered, worked with The Atlantic, The Economist. He's been the Washington Diplomat, The Washington Post. and was a former editor of Smart Grid Today. Um, but today he's working with um, FCW. has been writing a lot of interesting stories on what is going on inside the Beltway and, and cyber issues. And so I'm really glad you're here. Um, you've you've come from a background where obviously you have great interest in, in diplomacy. And um, how how... How does that influence how you cover these issues? It's an interesting question. I, um, it, it allows me, I think, a, a certain uh, depth of um, just reading people and listening. Um, you know, before I got into reporting, uh, like you said, I was in uh, kind of studying uh, international relations, and the most revealing uh, 
conversations I have with people are, are, are ones in which I can sit down face to face and really get a sense of the person and, um, relate to them in, in other ways than, that are perhaps outside of the, um, direct subject matter, um, of, of tech policy or, or cybersecurity. Um, so I think it gives me, I like to think it gives me some, uh, some breadth and, 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 and depth in my, in my reporting. I, I, it's funny you mention that. I think that's very true. I, uh, in college, you know, even though I studied international rela- classes on international relations, it wasn't my major, but I, I live in, in the, the international dorm. And I learned mm-hmm. a great deal just by being you know, exposed to those people and you know, them sharing their backgrounds and their experiences. Right. But, um, so you've been with FCW now for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of issues that seem to be percolating in Washington. And I, I kind of cute on the queue. I mentioned um, some some of the concerns being raised by people covering the issue on Capitol Hill, um, just because of the, the scariness of what could potentially go wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your sense for? Uh, I know of several years back there was a sense that cybersecurity was either overlooked or you know people just didn't really grasp it. Is is how um, how is Washington policymakers? How 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 would you rate them in terms of their comprehension and attention on this issue? Um, th- there's a lot one could say in response. Uh, I'll, I'll try to be diplomatic. Um, <laughs> there's uh, there's there's certainly I, I think you're absolutely right in, in saying that um, a couple years ago, you know, there was there was neglect on the part of policymakers. Now I think they're playing catch up. Um, they, they, they are grasping the seriousness of, of, of the level of insecurity of uh, computer networks that, um, you know, house uh, government data, uh, the, the data of U.S. citizens, et cetera. Um, so there's not a, not a shortage of attention, but there still, I think, is a shortage of expertise, um, particularly in, in Congress and at some federal agencies on, on who's advising uh, them on, on certain issues um, the, the money is certainly, you know, despite the budget uh, turmoil of recent years, um, you know, cybersecurity funding, there could always be more, they say, but um, that there's a lot of money being thrown at the problem. Uh, expertise could be better, um, but I think that the ship is, is gradually moving in terms of, in terms of prioritizing um, what's a, a very uh, important topic. And, and so in, as you've been covering this, what what are some of the, the, the issues that you find most compelling right now? Um, there's a lot of them. One is the divide between, um, you know, shall we say symbolically and metaphorically Silicon Valley and Washington, D.C. Uh, everyone talks about how um, the, the leaks of uh, Edward Snowden, the former NSA contractor, mm-hmm. uh, hurt that relationship Um in some of my reporting, I like that. That is a definite, definite um, truism, and, and one that's taken for granted and has a lot of truth to it. Um, I try to go a little bit beyond some of that and saying, you know, here's why that happened. You know, talking to people, you know, it's more than just the relationship. You know, took a hit there, but it was. It's more than just um, that episode or series of episodes. It's a a problem in in in. Uh, the funding cycles and the, the the way in which Washington does business, which is over long periods of time, whereas uh, you know out where you guys are, the um, you know the venture capital firms and 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 
the idea of of of, of disrupting and, and and starting a business and and being will, ha, willing to have it fail and, and so forth that's just not in the ethos out here at, in Washington. So um, that that divide is is one that, um, for example, um, the defense secretary who's um, Kind of a, a wonky guy, Ash, Ash Carter. Mm-hmm. He has tried very hard to bridge that, and he'll be doing that again in a couple of weeks when he heads out to um, uh, to the Bay Area and oh, for RSA. Yeah, RSA, yeah, and I'll actually be out there too. So look uh, early. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but 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 yeah, that 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 is one uh, ongoing uh, topic that needs needs some. More detailed reporting and not just assumptions about who's willing to do business with, uh, you know, government agencies and who's not. But uh, so that's one thing. Um, a related thing is is uh, the so-called encryption debate. Although yes. I don't, I don't really consider it much of a debate because often the facts aren't um, laid laid bare. Um, the there seem there still seems to be a strong interest in 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 the beltway here of quote unquote finding a solution uh to the fact that everyone can use uh end to end encryption uh because that's just often provided by if you have a, a you know the uh, i messaging app on your iphone right um so I, I honestly don't know. It, it's it, it's a little bit bewildering sometimes to listen to some of the statements from, um, uh, you know, federal officials and uh, congressmen and women because um, the fact is it's it's a it seems to be in everyone's interest to keep to have uh, American companies uh, provide strong encryption and uh, as a business model and. Uh, I think I, I think personally that people are um, policymakers are going to have to adapt to that, and, and right. um, every, everyone who who studies the issue that I've seen anyway, I mean, I'm, I keep an open mind about it, but has said, you know, crypto, cryptographers have said that, um, you know, any any kind of um, backdoor into encryption would would have perverse um, effects that are very hard to measure and could be uh, devastating to internet security. So. Uh, until yeah. there's a compelling alternative, uh, I, that's the, the narrative that I see, and, and uh, it seems. That, but the, the, the other thing is that, that this issue isn't going away, and, and, no. and lawmakers are still proposing things and setting up uh, it, studies and so forth. So I, I, I don't see it going away. It, it is an interesting debate, and just you know, for for listeners, the the, the debate centers around um, our technology and as. Sean mentioned, you know, for smartphones and, and, and numerous other devices uh, are based on, you know, you have certain levels of encryption for security purposes. And and that is a good thing, you know, that keeps consumers secure. But law enforcement and intelligence uh, authorities want and, – and in the past, it has come out through Snowden, have insisted upon a back door to allow them to get access to these devices for their own purposes. Well, there are a couple of things about that. One is that you know there is such a thing as a Fourth Amendment and you know, so there are ways you can do that. Um, and you can get a warrant and to get access. But the second thing is that it is based on a somewhat of a flawed premise that 
you know, if we have a back door, only the good guys can use it. Mm-hmm. And and once you create that notion, you know, once you create that path, other people can exploit that, especially if it becomes known that there is one. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that, that's the basic contours of, of, of the situation. And, um, and I think law enforcement and, and, and the intelligence community may, might not even be speaking in one voice on this sometimes, publicly anyway. I mean, you had the FBI director, James Comey, who's been the most vocal uh, proponent of uh, a backdoor into encryption, um, uh, lobbying for it. And then recently you had the NSA director said, well, M- Michael Rogers said, basically, there's no point in, in arguing about encryption. I might as well accept that strong encryption is an important uh, uh, an important uh, goal. Right. You, know, you can argue about uh, we're, we're we're parsing the tea leaves from their public statements. Who knows what they say to each other um, in their in their private meetings? True, but there is the you know the the concept that I, I know that the Snowden affair has cost us in cloud computing. You know, there is a perception that somehow the NSA has back doors into our cloud, and there's also concerns that. You know, with this backdoor for encryption that came out, that it could also hurt you know the sale of U.S. devices mm-hmm. be- because of the perception, real or not, that you, these aren't secure because the U.S. government has built in something or has some deal with these companies, and it all it all gets around. You know, you just need a, a rumor, and that can kill a big deal. And if you're someone like HP or whoever who's trying to get you know a contract from um, some foreign government, and they they suspect this might be true, regardless of whether it is, as in politics, you know, perception's reality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and I think um, you know, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago when the uh, Brazilian government, in reaction to, to some of these revelations. Uh, Announced that they were moving away from uh, Microsoft Outlook um, as their uh, provider, email provider, and doing going with a Brazilian-based uh, data center. And 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 actually, more important, you know, or equally importantly, uh, also having a big impact in the, same, the state of Washington. Uh, once it became learned that the, they had been spied on by the NSA, they delayed purchasing a Boeing plane. You know, they were about to close a deal mm. to purchase a whole set of, I forget whether it was military or commercial aircraft, but all of a sudden that got put on hold. So, you know, this whole Snowden affair and, you know, the NSA, um, activities ha- has, you know, had damage to U.S. business interests. You know, I, I was surprised by your, your first answer and, and intrigued by it, um, in terms of the, the Silicon Valley and, um, Washington divide. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny. There's a saying, here in LA, that Washington is Hollywood for ugly people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that one. And and, and they are, you know, having moved from Washington out, out to LA, you know, there there are similarities between the two towns. You know, being one industry being very dominant, and you know, they kind of rule the city. And Silicon Valley you know, uh, has that same way. I guess Silicon Valley is Hollywood for geeky people. But um, indeed, indeed, yeah. And but I remember in two thousand four there was there was a tech um, policy conference here in LA. And I remember uh, Silicon Valley at that time was defiant that Washington didn't matter. You know, we we know better. We can engineer anything, and um, and so there was actually a, a, a 
a CEO who bragged, I don't pay attention to Washington. You know, I, they don't matter. I, what I, sure. I'll, and I, I went up to him during the break and I just kind of started looking at his back. He said, what seems to be a problem? And I said, well, I was just looking to see if the kick me sign was still on your back because you know, <laughs> if you're not paying attention to Washington, you're just, you're just letting Washington dictate your business plan sometimes without even you even knowing it. You know, your, your issues are going to become before Washington. And if you're not paying attention, if you're not there, they're going to decide things for you. Right. And, yeah. um, and I actually started becoming somewhat of an evangelist in the community about you have to pay attention to Washington guys, you know, whether you like it or not. And, and slowly that seems to have come around. I mean, Amazon just doubled their, uh, lobbying capacity. Yeah. No, I was going to say that, that all of the big, uh, firms uh, out there in the valley, well, a lot of them have, have strong, are building their presence in DC. I mean, there, there's some I mean, there's it, there's some truth to both sides of that, though, in the sense that if you are a, a smaller firm and you, you know your client base is out out in California and right. you're not working with the public sector, then then yeah, you could certainly afford to put your head in the sand. But if you're a a big you know, transnational uh, company, and and you know, uh, the, the cliche about how data there is no there are no borders to how data right. um, flows. Then then you then you're right, absolutely right. You can't afford to ignore and uh, to ignore the Beltway. And then another thing is, there's also obviously a lot of business to be done here because as uh, the uh, Defense Department CIO uh, Terry Halverson likes to say when he goes out to the Valley, is I have a you know. More over thirty billion dollar annual budget on for IT. So uh, there's yeah, there's, you, you, there's some stuff in there for there's some contracts to be had in there. So um, you know it's profitable if you can navigate the um, the acquisition, the regulations, really. The, far, the, um, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I was reading some of your, your articles, and and I also recall. Um, you know, I heard a talk by Gabby Giffords before she was shot, and she was talking in, this, in her work in Congress and uh, on one of the defense subcommittees, and how the Defense Department was actually one of the leading um, pioneers in, in green technology, and because they actually saw global warming as a, as a national security threat, so they were actually spending a lot of techno- money on alternative fuel and you know, clean energy technology. And then you're looking at what, what you're covering. A, you know, a lot of money is being spent on you know, cybersecurity and, and, and cyber resources you know, with the whole development of the cyber command. I mean, it, it is a very, you know, imagine a lot of innovation is going to come out of this. Yeah, yeah. If, if they certainly, if they play their cards right and, uh, you know, the, the, the new budget that the, um, the president released this week has quite a bit, um, in there on uh, on R and D for for cyber technology, um, you know th- things like air, the programs in the Air Force, and uh, it also puts a lot of money towards uh, uh, or or significant money uh, towards continuing to build up Cyber Command. And their goal, the the, uh, the Defense Department's goal, is often to to retain the talent that they have for as long as possible. It's often kind of uh, assumed that sooner or later. The, 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 some of these talented um, uh, technology hands will leave for the private sector because they can make um, many times more of the money there. Right. But um, I think the goal is to keep them for at least a few years, and even that is a win uh, for DOD because um, they're trying to, to, to build up this capacity to be able to uh, 
defend this this massive uh, footprint that they have all over the world. And with that, it would be a good time to we're gonna take a short break. Um, we come back. We got to talk more about this, particularly some of the threats that are out there with vis-a-vis he's written about Russia and China and even uh, North Korea and uh, where we where are we in our cybersecurity systems um, we'll have more after this break you're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report only on webmasterradio.fm stay tuned for more of Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back, and just to show you, I know exactly what I'm doing, Mark Rubio. Um, We have with us, uh, as our guest, Sean Lingus, and uh, we're glad to have him from FCW. And we've been talking about his coverage and some of the issues he's been involved in in, in covering the Beltway um, and the Pentagon. Um, we talk a lot about cybersecurity issues, and he's been doing a lot of work on Cyber Command. And he's written a lot about some of the threats that are out there, particularly coming from Russia, China, and North Korea, and what their capabilities are. So, Sean, tell us uh, what, what is keeping people up at night these days? Um, you're not the first to ask that. Uh, that's often a uh, how how uh, a panel discussion in the Beltway will kick off with with cyber uh, cyber experts or or would be cyber experts. Um, what's keeping people up at night is I'm going to say something that's uh, you know less maybe less sexy, but that, that's just um, the fundamentals of of, of uh, computer security practices. The, the biggest problem. Or one of the easiest, most widespread problems that, that could be corrected at the Pentagon is simple security measures, uh, such as not clicking on uh, phishing emails, those right. emails that are sent 
uh, with with uh, embedded uh, 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 malicious links. Um, so that's that. I think if you're being honest, that's what keeps a lot of officials up at night. It's not the the uh, apocalyptic hacking and disabling. Of, of critical infrastructure, although that certainly does keep them up at night, and then that's not a far-fetched thing. With uh, we saw um, not not too many weeks ago, um, there was a report of, of uh, Iranian hackers um, infiltrating a, a control system at a, in a dam in New York. About, yes, you know, not that far from New York City. So you know that's certainly within the realm of the possible. But um, if if they want to be efficient about it, officials and they're trying to do this will will will, will simply get tougher on on what they call cyber hygiene. And, and if people are are not using multi factor authentication, or if they're not, uh, you know, in other words, having a a text sent to you when you're logging in or something like that, just to make it a little harder for for the hackers to get in. Um, if people aren't doing that, they're trying to to crack down on that and, and not allow them access to government networks. Um, but in terms of sophisticated stuff, um, you know, obviously, 2015 um, was was the year of the OPM breach, or at least the year it was disclosed. Sure. Um, as I've reported, it, it started many months before the um, authorities even know that there was a, a problem um, and that there was um, that, that that those databases were being accessed. So. Um, it, in terms of uh, capabilities in, in public testimony, um, you know, administration officials always kind of rank it uh, in the following uh, order as, as Russia um, and China being the most sophisticated nation states. And what they don't say is that the U.S. is also one of the most sophisticated uh, of nation states in terms of cyber capabilities. So we'll put all three of those in that upper tier, um, actually with Russia being a little bit, I think, uh, better, more sophisticated in, in terms of their um, um, uh, computer uh, exploitation capabilities, uh, with China just doing more of it is what is what is mm-hmm. I'm told. Um, you have that tier, then you have a, a, a second tier or or further down maybe of uh, uh, Iran and North Korea that they like to, uh, officials like to characterize as as, as more unpredictable uh, and uh, not quite as sophisticated, but because it, it's the same. Thing in in for the physical space, the, the notion goes that the regime is is less predictable. Um, so notions of deterrence are less effective, and mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of thing. And and of course, cyber deterrence is a uh, nascent field. And um, the administration was the Obama administration was was uh, late in reporting on their cyber deterrence policy to Congress. People like Senator John McCain were. Um, getting on them for that, and they finally submitted their report um, couple, uh, maybe a month ago, uh, and uh, people are kind of parsing that. But it, it's really in order to – there's another thing that have to go right in order to, to make these kinds of hacks less likely, and one of them is establishing some sort of norms in cyberspace, which we're still um, a bit away from that, although the State Department has been working hard on that. Um, I mean, through norms, you're like, for example, the mm-hmm. some the agreement that was reached, somewhat reached between President Obama and, and China's pre- premier yeah. um, this summer yeah. on you know, certain things they won't do. Yeah, it's, it's it's similar to that. I mean, um, what I was referring to is going on at the United Nations, um, where I, I I believe China is involved in those discussions. But just the the, the notion of 
in peacetime, uh, thou shall not, uh, um, you know, hack a hospital, uh, a computer system that's helping, uh, critical infrastructure operate, you know, um, but with China, yeah, that bilateral deal was, was pretty lacking in substance. And, um, I, I don't, I, I think whether or not China, uh, uh, hacks less, uh, you know, it carries out less so-called, uh, um, economic espionage, um, depends a lot on the political structure there and, and, um, you know, whether, um, president, uh, Xi Jinping is, um, uh, is interested in complying or, or has control over those, uh, elements within the, uh, the Chinese, uh, military that are, uh, that are doing this. And, and of course this isn't, an, you know, not to just focus on China. Yes. Um, the Cap- Capitol Hill likes to, to uh, accuse China of, 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 of widespread hacking, and there's there's quite a bit of evidence, or at least of supporting that hacking. But um, let's not forget that the U.S. conducts its own offensive operations that are you know hard, very hard to describe for me because I you know I'm, I don't have a security clearance. Right. But, um, again, like you like you alluded to earlier, some of the Snowden documents uh, shed some light on those, but. Uh, the notion that it's all one way, that only one country is doing the hacking is uh, is misleading. I don't think – yeah, I don't think that's our position. I, I think our position is um, you know, these other countries are doing this and it's abhorrent and just don't, just don't talk about the fact that we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's a, a variation of the Casablanca. There's gambling going on. There's casino. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, and – it, there is a, a obviously a, a, a clear disconnect. We're bragging about our cyber capabilities, and then you know, bemoaning anyone who does something similar. Right. Uh, that's that's the challenge, and um, I always ask that question in terms of isn't isn't there a disconnect here between pushing for norms on the one hand, and then um, having this um, robust offensive capability being built at uh, Fort Meade where the NSA and uh, Cyber Command are. But uh, uh, that, that question, uh, I, I rarely heard a, a, um, a detailed, adequate answer um, to that. I guess it would be worse where the, where the superpower in control of the world and they're not. I, I mean, you know, can you, that's what it sounds like. But um, you know, we had – an author on her name escaped me at the moment, but you know, one other issue that comes up in in this whole cyber warf- warfare battle, and and that is the uniqueness of cyber weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, one a cyber weapon doesn't blow. Well, maybe in some cases it does, and but sometimes they don't. And once you you know, have transmitted a virus, and it, it is discovered. That is now a weapon in the hand of the enemy. Right. And, and so uh, you spend all this money, you create this virus, and yes, boom, you, you disable whatever it is that you're trying to disable of our enemy country. Um, but, you know, as great as a MacGyver you may be, you've now enabled them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I mean, there's some, again, getting back to uh, Mr. Snowden, the, the, uh, I think there was there was a document with uh, providing some evidence. Uh, I believe it was the uh, Intercept uh, website that reported on it earlier, uh, or last year perhaps. But basically, saying um, the NSA believes that um, 
the Iranians have um, matured their cyber capabilities in part because um, they've been able to re- reverse engineer uh, the Stuxnet um, uh, cyber weapon that would the, the U.S. and Israel, um, you know, reportedly used uh, on Iran's uh, nuclear facility. So basically, in 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 uh, in deploying that. Uh, you know, that cyber weapon, uh, it also uh, inadvertently, or perhaps they were aware of it, but it, it ended up, um, in some cases, uh, strengthening Iran's um, you know, capabilities itself. So there's always a trade-off and a choice being made and um, whether to deploy a um, an exploit um, and whether that backfires, um, is it worth the um, potential collateral damage in terms of, of, of uh, corrupting uh, you know, uh, uh, innocent, uh, internet use, internet, uh, internet users, uh, computers. Um, and then is it going to, um, be reverse engineered to the point of, of, uh, strengthening, uh, the hand of, of a so-called adversary? Yeah, that's it. That's the challenge. Um, you know, would, would we ha- have proceeded, how would, can you imagine the nuclear age? I mean, mm-hmm. luckily it was only, We've only had two deployments of nuclear weapons and, and a few accidental um, cases where bombs would drop and luckily didn't go off. Um, once actually in South Carolina and another in Spain. Um, but I mean, imagine if that had been the case, had had somehow you know, our use of this weaponry had enabled our opponent to get the technology. Would we? You know, how would that have impacted our use of it? Yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, people often draw parallels between um, uh, nuclear deterrence and, and cyber deterrence. I mean, there's obviously uh, plenty of differences, but uh, uh, I think, it, and you know, obviously, we should also always note the uh, the level of, of physical destruction, and we're talking about in the nuclear True. space is is uh, I think far more frightening and, and terrible, but. Um, but you if know, you, if you do talk about critical infrastructure, though, as you you know you mentioned in New York, I think that's that's what a lot of people I hear are alarmed about yeah. is that you know all of a sudden and apparently the government has said that this it is not hooked up to computers in such a way that this could ever happen, but you know someone opens up Hoover Dam or something like that. You know, if Hoover Dam isn't able to be accessed by computers, but, you know, opens up Hoover Dam or, you know, right. basically um, disables our uh, hospitals or water treatment plants. You know, mm-hmm. think about what happened to Flint. I mean, imagine if all of a sudden, you know, all the water treatment facilities in New York or L.A. just stopped. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, th- those are certainly valid concerns. I always like to check in uh, with with people who are some some of these private firms that are are doing cyber research and have uh, you know you want to uh, square uh, what's pa- possible with what's actually happening right now um, that that report about the New York dam was was alarming um, so I, th- I think it, in terms of, of, of cyber defense it's always healthy to think about worst case scenarios if you're doing the defending but right um, the, the, some of the some of the best information on this is is uh, you know coming from uh, from from uh, cyber research firms that are often former government guys who have uh, uh, you know started their own business and are uh, are able to 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 you know almost it's almost like a, a it's not a classified briefing or anything but it's 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 uh, it's high level stuff you know the guys that found. Uh, 
that the the tracked down um, the Chinese uh, PLA uh, members, you know, yes. who were ha- hacking into U.S. networks. I mean, that you know, the, and turned that was it into a, great a report. Story. Yeah, yeah. So um, the the, the Which another- ironically they discovered because they didn't sign out of Facebook. Yeah, yeah, well, right. That's like another <laughs> another example of of uh, sloppy um, footprints. You can. You can be the the most clever hacker in the world, but if you if you everyone is a is human in terms of the mistakes that they make. So when you leave Washington, um, and you and people talk about what's going on, and you try to explain, mm-hmm. you know, what is something that you, you don't think people outside the Beltway know or are aware of that you think they should be? That's a good question. I, I think uh, the fact that. Uh, just the, the fundamental shift that's going on uh, in government towards uh, everything going digital, even mm-hmm. however slowly. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, the VA, the Veterans Affairs Department, you know, had, is is still uh, coping with with paper mounds of paperwork, but everything is moving in that direction towards digital. And um, even if, like we touched on earlier, even if a congressman doesn't really know what he or she really is talking about in terms of, of the technical details of, of, of cyberspace. They are interested in acting on it and it's part of their lexicon now, whereas even a couple of years ago it wasn't. Um, so I think uh, there is widespread agreement about a need to invest in this space and a need to um, – it, it's, it's just another um, reflection of, of, of big power struggle going on in a different domain. So – the U.S. is United States is going to be investing in this, I think, for for a long time. And um, there's the the policy debate is opening up in terms of uh, bringing uh, voices that may not have typically been involved in, in technology policy debates before. I mean, there's always an interest in here, um, you know, in in bridging that divide, that cultural divide again between uh, people who are coding and, and who are out on the front lines uh, uh, working uh, computer security and those who are looking to fund projects. And what's the, and I'm just going to flip the question the other way. When you go to Silicon Valley or elsewhere, what do you think are, the people outside the Beltway are, are missing? Um, I, I would often say, again, that the, the difficulty of uh, – maybe they're not missing it. Maybe they're just um, – uh, opting not to participate, but the the difficulty of na- again navigating the acquisition system, the regulations. Um, I I I, I, th- I think um, people in DC are often um, I, I don't know. There, there's there's assumptions on both sides about the cultures and right. Uh, I, I and the NSA director has actually talked about this too in terms of. Um, you know, he 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 likes to say that he he, he tries to recruit people, um, attracts them on the on the basis of the mission. You know, come serve your country and be able to play with some some good uh, cool gadgets and and so forth. Um, and, and I think uh, more people in Silicon Valley are are willing to to uh, you know are quote unquote patriotic than than people in DC realize, and they want to help. With whatever the, uh, the the mission is, and in this case, um, you know, helping uh, the United States uh, uh, maintain an edge in cyberspace, and that if you're an American citizen, you're often interested in, in doing that. So, um, 
I think the more dialogue that goes on, the, the more people realize that there isn't the, as big of a divide as as you might see. Uh, you just have to pick your pick your market and know uh, know what what the the federal agencies are looking to buy and what kind of expertise they're looking for. Um, it, it, it takes some studying, but um, it's a learning curve that people can can navigate. Are there any companies you think that are doing well at bridging, you know, in terms of taking advantage of the opportunities in Washington, particularly in this area in cybersecurity? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, in this, there's just, I mean, there's a lot of money to be had, and uh, it, this isn't an, this is not an endorsement at all, but the um, the big contractors that have that have traditionally and still do, um, you know, make make weapons. Uh, you know, Northrop. Uh, yeah, Northrop Grumman and, and uh, uh, Lockheed. They have uh, seen the writing on the wall, and they also, have, uh, in terms of the shift towards money towards cyberspace, so they they have um, big uh, operations and uh, businesses in cyberspace. And uh, but, like I said, that's not a an endorsement. I'm just sure. Uh, no, I'm just thinking. You know, who's who's seizing the day at the moment? Uh, yeah, I'm a, a lot of companies. I mean, we don't. We we tend to focus more on how the technology is applied rather than um, who's who's whose stock whose yeah. stock is up. But uh, um, there, there's uh, you know there's a wealth of uh, expertise out there in the private sector that um, and, and business is business is good right now in in the cyber field for them. So you you get a chance to interview President Obama, and his staff calls you and says, uh, "Before I." Sure, he does. What's what's a, an article you've written recently that he should definitely read? Um, I, I would. That's that's a great question. I mean, I, I uh, I'll focus on my my, my uh, imagination is is uh, kind of opening up right now as I speak. But I I think I would um, I would encourage him to um, read some of my reporting on the Office of Personal uh, Personnel Management, you know, OPM. Um, because everyone is, you know, is is wondering, um, you know, what has gone wrong in terms of IT management with that agency. Right. And not that I have all the answers, but I, I have um, offered uh, some possibilities by talking to people there. You wrote an exclusive on it, and what what the FBI and um... yeah, a couple couple different ones. Um, that one was on the sort of. What they are, what they took from the from the breach on what happened, and right. um, you know, here's a, an A to Z list of things that uh, went wrong. Um, but I also, you know, I, I would also say that um, there there are a lot of people, there are some people in that agency who, um, you know, are are have been there a while and 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 are know their stuff in terms of IT, uh, but are just up against the wall in terms of. Uh, Challenges, uh, you know, the, the funding hasn't been where it's a t- it's a tiny agency uh, to to uh, to charge that agency with 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 protecting uh, data on millions of Americans is is a tall tall task. Um, so I, I would just um, I, I would encourage the president to, um, to 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 learn more about that. Uh, situation, and I think I mean not to say that he hasn't. Uh, no, of course, yeah. The uh, I mean, the, the, there's there in the process. The administration is now reworking the entire uh, way that the background check uh, uh, system operates in terms of, of of giving the the actual infrastructure management to the Pentagon, 
because um, the idea is they can do they can make it more secure than a civilian agency uh, with OPM's track record. Um, so the the attention is there. Um, you know, I, I would uh, I would also encourage you know if 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 uh, if the president is reading my articles, I'd also encourage him to uh, to, to read the uh, human side of things. The uh, my coverage of, uh, for example, wounded warriors who have been um, trained in uh, cyber forensics, despite having uh, you know lost a limb in combat. Uh, just the ways that um, that uh, cybersecurity can offer jobs to veterans, and I'm, I'm sure he's aware of that stuff. Again, but I think. Uh, we like to think that at FCW we've done a good job of highlighting some of these personal stories that really uh, people can connect to, even if they don't have a, a tech background. That, that is a very important point. Um, well, w- one other question would be the flip side: if you had the opportunity to ask one of the either the Republican debates or the Democratic debates a question. Um, what would it be? But we're going to take a, a short break and we'll give you a chance to think about that. Um, when we come back, we'll be t- more of Cyber Law and Business Report after these messages. You're on listening on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents... The 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is February 15th, 2016. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your entry today at iacaward.org. That's iacaward.org. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back and we're talking to Sean Lingus about cybersecurity with a view from the Bellway. And we gave him a doozy right before the break. We asked him if he had the opportunity to ask 
uh, and one of the, if he was a questioner at one of the debates, which have been quite prolific this um, season, uh, what question would he ask of the presidential candidates, Sean? I would. Uh, thanks for that question. I, I, I would ask them uh, generally first who who their uh, tech advisors are, who, where they get advice. Um, on these uh, complicated issues, uh, from because uh, you know that's and none of them, uh, off the top of my head, none of them ever have a strong background in the field, and that's certainly okay. But uh, you want someone who's going to draw on the expertise of of, of people, and um, there are a handful of congressmen out there who do know their stuff on this issue, who um, you know worked in the field. Uh, so it, it is possible to get elected leaders who. Uh, who do know this stuff? But so I would start by saying, who are your tech? You know, be specific and don't don't say uh, I'm friends with, uh, you know, Tim Cook of Apple. Exactly. Or yeah. Like yeah. That. Um, you know, tell me who who is on your team that is advising you on tech. Um, the second uh, uh, question I might have would would be directly uh, uh, for Hillary Clinton actually, because she has um, said somewhat vaguely in debates that. Um, you know, again, on this encryption issue, that there is a there is a way around this, and we you know we can meet halfway. And it, it wasn't clear to me, it, it, you know, she was kind of uh, echoing things that that people like the FBI director say that there's got to be a way to give uh, uh, the, the quote unquote good guys the, 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 a back door. But um, so I, I would ask her to to to, to clearly uh, state why she's come to that conclusion and. Uh, um, uh, you know, not to not to go too on about this. I have a lot of questions for the uh, for the candidates, but a related one is is um, how you know just a broader one on the value of of, of strong encryption um, and and the way that we can uh, as a society um, accept the fact or, or embrace the fact that uh, strong encryption is is, is an important uh, tool and and not. Uh, succumb to um, logic that says illogic that says um, you know encryption is 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 used by by bad people and therefore encryption is bad. So um, explain you know I'd have them explain to me their 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 sort of worldview on this on how um, they would help protect internet security uh, and not undermine it. It's funny and this kind of brings us full circle in in talking about the gap between Silicon Valley and Washington. I'll, in my experience in lobbying Congress on tech issues, the biggest point I stressed to them was regulate conduct, not technology. Technology is neutral. You know, it is what it is. It can do good things or bad things depending upon who uses them. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Um, and it changes. So the minute you codify some some law that says this this technology is is verboten, well, it's already outdated by that point. You know, it's mm-hmm. now two point oh, two point three, which may or may not be covered by your definition. And this came about because when in the early in the early two thousands, when Congress first tried to address spyware, it, uh, the House passed a bill that um, defined spyware in such a way that it would encompass such nefarious things as HTML and Java. So, <laughs> you know, God forbid, you know, get get in your bunkers. There's HTML yeah. out there, and um, and so I think that's that's the first thing, really. And I think 
statements such as what you know Hillary has said are, is is troubling because it, it yeah you, you technology is neutral yeah no yeah I would I would agree and uh, even people who are make the effort to are, are well informed on this subject sometimes things can go wrong I mean I did a story on um, uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse uh, he he introduced from Rhode Island a Democrat he introduced a, an, a, an amendment to the cybersecurity information sharing bill um, that the amendment didn't pass the bill ended up passing um, but uh, the what what he said he was trying to 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 crack down on on botnets the you know the robotic right. uh, armies of computers that uh, spammers use. And you know, of course, no one is saying let's let's have more botnets out there. But the way that the amendment was written, uh, experts I talked to, and I do mean experts. I mean people who uh, have been doing this for decades in terms of um, of, of uh, information security have said, you know, well intended, but the, the vagueness of that amendment would criminalize uh, some research into the very things that we're trying to stop. So. Um, that's just an example of how hard it can. So I, I think we do have to give credit uh, when when people try, and and but also acknowledge um, that that legislating on this can be uh, can be very difficult. It doesn't really excuse poor lawmaking on this, but just just to realize how difficult it is to get get it right, and that takes a, a, a strange combination of technologists, lawyers, and um, you know uh, savvy politicians to to get. To get something into law that that uh, people are are going to uh, be proud of. Well, Sean, um, we're running out of time, and it's been a great pleasure. I want to let the listeners know background on Sean and his articles, um, even his Twitter handle. Um, you can follow him and um, at s n l y n g a a s. Um, and but they're all available on our blog at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. You can follow us on Cyberlaw Radio uh, and Twitter, um, Sean. But if people want to learn more about you, what's the best way for them to go? Um, probably uh, my Twitter handle is good. Um, you know, I really encourage uh, uh, listeners to, to follow our, our reporting, and um, you know, there's it's easy ways to, to get in touch with me uh, via via Twitter or my personal website. Well, thanks a lot, Sean. I really appreciate it. Um, be sure to check out um, Sean's handle. Check us out at the Internet Law Center, internetlawcenter.net. We're a full-service internet firm. And I want to say happy Valentine's Day to all our listeners. We really appreciate you and we love your support um, over these six years. And so a uh, very warm and happy Valentine's to all of you and to our wonderful producer, Brasco. Um, Thanks again. Join us next week. We'll be back here in very, once again, very warm and sunny California um, in Silicon Beach here in Santa Monica. This is Bennett Kelly um, with the Internet Law Center. Quarters adjourned. We'll see you next week. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Enjoy your President's Day weekend, and we will see you next Wednesday. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.